don't say that word. Don't speak that way. Don't talk that way. Don't think that way. Hey, thanks for listening to The Terry Holland Show. If you're ready to level up your business, keep listening. And if you want to get there even faster, go to terryholland.ca. Have you ever had someone say that to you? Don't say that. Don't think that way. Don't use that word. You know, I've had that happen to me before, and I've had it happen with coaches. And in fact, I was working with someone one day, and I described an experience I had, and I said, it's just weird. It feels weird. And she said, don't say that word. I invite you to use another word other than weird. And immediately I felt offensive because that was my experience, and that was the label I was choosing to express my experience. Our words have power, but too often coaches, they want to change your words and it's backwards. So, you know, we hear coaches and and I did this in the past before I learned NLP and I really understood the power of someone's language is we tell people, don't say that thing. Don't say the negative thing, but that doesn't mean that you're not having the thought. We're all trained to be such good, positive thinkers today. Just be a positive thinker. Think positively. Well, has thinking positively about your problem ever made the problem go away? And you might be tempted to say, well, yes, of course, but I really want you to consider this. If you have no money in your bank account, you are absolutely broke. Does thinking positively about being broke make the problem go away? No. Because when we're talking about positive thinking, often we're just talking about the words, the self-talk, but what are the pictures in the back of your mind? What are the sounds? What are the feelings that are underneath it? Are there tastes? Are there smells? Are they important to this? What is going on behind the words, the self-talk? So you can change your language, but that doesn't mean we change the thought. I've even had clients sit in front of me and they're expressing their views, they're talking about their experience. Sometimes they're talking about very traumatic stuff and they'll go to say something and it's like they they literally cover their mouth with their hands and they go, oh, well, I shouldn't say that. Or I shouldn't say it that way. Well, I don't mean to use that word. And around that, there's so much shame and guilt and grief over, well, I shouldn't say that thing that way. And I'm not talking about derogatory comments or anything, you know, I'm not talking about curse words or anything like that. What I'm talking about are words like, I shouldn't do that, or I should do that. I can't do it. I won't do that. Things like, you know, in my case, weird, describing my experience as weird. But the problem with that is that just because you change the word, you can say all the positive words, you can change your words instead of saying, well, I have to do this too, I get to do this. It doesn't mean that your feeling has changed about it, or your thoughts have changed. See, our words are a map of what's going on underneath it. And until we can get those words out, and we can express ourselves fully using the language that we need to use in order to fully express ourselves, we don't get the thoughts and the feelings out. And if we can't fully express ourselves, the mind gets formed into a box and a mind in a box cannot see anything outside of the box. So if you want to step outside of your problems, for example, if you have a problem 
in your life, something that isn't working in your life, in your business, until you can actually put language to it and express it fully in the words that you need to express it in, how are you ever going to be able to break through those barriers that are holding you back? See, it's not about just changing the words. This is not about being a positive thinker or just saying the nice things. This is about getting real about what's going on in your life so that you can change it at the root of that. And our words, they have power, they have meaning. You know, in NLP, we talk about modal operators, modal operators of possibility and necessity. So what does that mean? Those are linguistic terms. And it means we have words like I can't. That's a modal operator of possibility. I can or I can't or possibility. I have to is necessity. Have to is necessity. I have to not do that or I should or I shouldn't. Necessity. So we have these words and those words can be very motivating for people. So if someone is motivated by, for example, getting out of bed in the morning, if someone says, I have to get up now, and you say, no, you get to get up now. They may not feel the motivation that they need to get out of bed and get on with their day. They might need the I have to in order to move themselves forward. And so by taking away their words, by saying, no, you can't say that, we're changing what's going on in a person's head, but not in the way that we think, not in the way we think we are. So words are important. And it's really important for any of you listening, if you are coaches or you're practitioners, if you're in the health and wellness spectrum, whatever you're doing, if you're working with other people, don't change their words. Instead, listen to their words and listen with curiosity. So if a person says, I have to do this job, well, what does that tell you? It tells you that maybe they feel it's a necessity to do it. And, you know, and say a person's in a job that they don't want to be in and they say, I have to do it. Well, how do you have to do it? What else could be going on that makes them have to do this job if it's something they don't want to do? Now, this could also be a positive. So someone might say, I have to succeed in this. And that's what's driving them forward. I have to succeed at my dreams. That's not a bad thing to have to succeed at your dreams rather than I get to. I mean, that's one for me. If I say I have to achieve this, it means I'm going to achieve it. But if I say I get to achieve this, I don't feel the same drive or passion behind it to get it done. So this is not about changing people's words. When we're changing their internal representations, which is NLP jargon for what's going on in their head, how a person is thinking, not what they think, but how they're thinking, the processes they do inside, we're not just changing words. In fact, the words change because of the internal work. You see, I know when a client is succeeding at the change work that we're doing, when I hear changes in their language, certain linguistic markers tell me that, yes, they have made a change at the deeply unconscious level. They are getting rid of that thing that they want to get rid of. In fact, that's already in the past now. So words are a reflection of what's going on inside. The words are not the problem. A person's language is not the problem. It's what is the thought, the feeling behind that word? What is going on inside of them? When I was talking to that practitioner and I said to her that my experience was weird, to me, weird has curiosity about it. Like if something's weird, I want to know more. Why is it that way? What what makes that weird? And to her, it was a negative connotation. So she said, 
I invite you to use a word other than weird. And I said, but that's my word. That is my word. My word is weird. To me, it's weird. And if you're working with clients, for those of you who work with clients, that's one way to get your clients very defensive. You're putting one, you could be in inflicting shame upon them, like, oh, I use the wrong words. I don't want to use the wrong words. And you could be limiting how they express themselves. So now they can't say it. If a person can't say something, they can't think it. That's what constructs these boxes in our neurology. And we put the problem inside a box. And now the person can't see outside the box. This is where it starts with our language. People need to be able to express themselves fully using the words that they need to use without shame around the word. The word is not the problem. If I say I can't do something, the word can't, and I've heard this said by coaches before that can't is a four letter word. Well, I can't fly. I, in my human body, without being in an airplane, a hot air balloon, some sort of device that will allow me to experience flight. I, in this human body, I can't fly. That's not a limiting belief. That's not a misuse of the word can't. That is a physical limitation. That is physiologically impossible. And if I were to try it, um, I probably wouldn't get a very good positive result. So the word can't, when people say can't is a four-letter word in our family, can't is not a four-letter word. Can't is a symbol for what's going on inside a person's head. So if someone says, I can't succeed at my dreams, instead of saying, don't say that. Well, how is it that you believe that you can't succeed? In what way can't you succeed? What would you have to do in order to succeed? What would have to change for you to succeed? What would happen if you did succeed? That's listening with curiosity. The problem is not the word. The problem is what's going on inside. The words are only a blueprint of what's going on inside. They are the map. So what I suggest you do, if you're a coach listening to this, is listen with more curiosity, recognizing that if a client just changes their language, that doesn't change anything inside. All you've done is trained them to use socially acceptable words instead of telling you what's actually going on. And you cannot be an effective coach until you learn how to really listen to your clients and discern what they're saying. In our NLP practitioner training, we teach something called meta model. And again, NLP jargon, but it's a way of listening to what is being said and what is not being said and being able to make certain assumptions based on someone's speech of what's going on. And then knowing the question that you have to ask, what is the question that I need to ask by the very nature of that question will make you think differently outside of that problem so that you can then find a solution to the problem. That's the power of NLP. And that's just one of the things that I teach in the NLP practitioner training. And in fact, there are people who I've taught this to who have said that just just that section, the language section of the training alone is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. So that brings me to currently I'm offering an online NLP training. So for those of you who are listening and, you know, if you've been thinking about taking NLP and now we're in this crazy weird time where we can't do live in-person trainings, I'm offering it online. Two ways to do it. There's, um, you could do it as an associate level, which means you do the home study portion of it, which is completely self-directed learning. You work on an open book test as you go through, and at the end of it, you become certified as an associate of NLP. 
Or the other way you can do it is you do that portion and then you join me live online for seven days starting June 6th, where you will learn all the practical application of these tools. And I'm offering at a special discounted rate right now because it's the first time I've offered it live. So I don't want to bore you with all the details of that. If you want to know more, I'll just put the link in the show notes and you can check that out. So I hope this was useful today. I hope this helps you to listen to what people say in a different light. And remember, it's not about the words they use. The words are just the symbol. They're not the problem. The words are the symbol of the problem. So thanks for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I tried out a new intro. I'm curious if you guys like it or not. I thought, you know, I couldn't figure out what I wanted. So I thought maybe I will just record my own. So we'll play with that for a little bit and see how it goes. Anyway, I don't even think it's that important. I think most people probably just skip past the intro anyway. I know, to be honest, I do when I listen to podcasts. Anyway, hope you guys are having a fantastic day. It is cloudy here in Vancouver. Um, But I hope you have a great, great day. Enjoy your weekend. And uh, I look forward to being back soon. Have a fantastic day. Bye for now.